Psalms chapter 24, we're going to read verses 1 through 10. It'll be on the screen if you want to follow that way. All right, it says this. It says, the earth and everything in it, the world and its inhabitants, that's us, right, belong to the Lord. For he laid its foundations on the seas and established it on the rivers. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one. Come on, say, I am the one. The one who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not set his mind on what is false, and who has not sworn deceitfully. Verse 5, he will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Such is a generation of those who seek him, who seek the face of of the God of Jacob. Verse 7, lift up your heads, you gates, rise up ancient doors, then the king of glory will come in. I want you to say that with me. Then the king of glory will come in. Who is this king of glory? Verse 8 says, the Lord, he is strong and mighty. The Lord, he is mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, ye gates. Rise up, ancient doors. Then the king of glory will come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Come on, say it with me. Say, he is the king of glory. Hallelujah. If you're taking notes this morning, the title of this message is Significant Glory. Significant Glory. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this day, God. We thank you, Lord, for bringing us all together in this place. Lord, may your word come to life this morning in a new way, in a bigger way. Oh, God, we have expectation for you today. A big expectation. God, we have expectation for your glory today, for your presence today, for your anointing in this place today. Oh, Father God, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for the great and mighty things that we shall see starting today. Today. We don't have to wait for it. It's here It's here, and it's right now. And we thank you, God, that you are the king of glory. And we usher in the presence. Come on, I just want you to pray with me for a minute. Come on, let's take just a few moments here. We usher in the presence and the anointing and the power of the king of glory in this place right now. Oh, we need the glory. We expect the glory. We want nothing less than the glory of God today in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. May your power and your presence be made manifest in this room unlike ever before, unlike anything we have ever seen, unlike anything we have ever experienced. Oh, God, we usher in and we welcome in your glory right now, right now, right now. We receive your glory. We receive your glory right now. Come on, just tell them, I receive your glory. We receive your glory right now, God. We receive your glory in this place today. 
in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, for coming into this room. Sweep us off of our feet today. Hallelujah. May the glory of God overwhelm us today. May the presence of the Lord fill this room so strong and so thick that it be so tangible to us today. May the anointing be so ever-present. Hallelujah. May the anointing flow through this place. Oh, like thick oil from heaven. Anointing of God flow. Go up and down each and every aisle. Touch us in the name of Jesus. Let no person leave here untouched unquenched by the glory and the power and the presence of the Lord. God, we desire your glory. God, we need your glory. You said ask for anything and we can have it. You said seek for it and we can find it. And today, we're asking for your glory. We're asking for your glory today, God. We expect your glory in this place, Father. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on, church. Come on, this isn't just me praying. Come on, church. Come on, church. How bad do you want it right now? How bad do you want it? Oh, hallelujah. Come on, how bad do we need it as a corporate body of believers? Hallelujah. Come on, this is your opportunity. Come on, I know we've already worshipped. I know we've already prayed plenty of times. This is your opportunity, come on, to enter in into the Holy of Holies, to get into the deeper places of God right now. Hallelujah. To stretch forth your faith and to, and to go higher and higher and higher right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's where we're going, God. We're going after your glory today. We're going after your glory today. We're going after your glory today. We don't want to walk out of here with a nice feel-good feel message. We want to walk out of here, God, experiencing your glory, God. Oh, hallelujah. Take us to our knees today, Father. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, may we not leave here the same. May we experience you on a whole nother level today. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, we thank you for your glory, God. We thank you for your glory, God. We thank you for your glory, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. Show us your glory, Lord. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. There's a special anointing that's here today. Yes, there is. There's a special power that's here today. It's made available to us. Now, the thing is, is that you can choose to tap into it or not. And that's... That's not based on God this morning. That's based on you. Everything has fallen on, on, on your shoulders, on your shoulders of responsibility today. So you can, either, you can either experience and be partakers of the glory this morning, or you can walk out of here and say, well, that was a nice church service. But it's, it's solely dependent on you. Solely dependent on you. But I don't know about you, church, but we need the glory. Mm-hmm. We need the glory. Because the glory is when the, the presence of God is made manifest. It manifests itself in this place. That's what the glory is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And when the glory comes, so does everything else. <laughs> yeah, you need breakthrough. That It's found in the glory. Come on. Whatever it is that you need is found in the glory of God. It's found in His presence. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive your glory today, God. 
In Jesus' name. Significant glory. Everybody say significant glory. Significant glory. Come on, church. You know, we need the glory of God more than ever before in our lives. Do we not? We need the glory of God more than ever before in our lives. But we also need the glory of God in this nation. We need the glory of God in this nation. Now, when I say that, it's not that I am not concerned or I am I'm not putting an emphasis on other countries and other nations and other people groups. Uh, God is equally concerned with everybody else as he is us, okay? But, but this is where we live, <laughs> okay? And, and this is where we're at, and this is where God has placed us, amen? And so we ought to desire the glory, not just in our churches and not just in our personal life, but we have got to desire the glory in our nation again. Come on, this nation was built and founded upon, upon biblical principles, okay, uh, upon, upon Christian kingdom standards, okay, and, and the glory of God is needed so much today in, in this nation than ever before. We are in an election year, church. We are in a very pivotal year. We're in a very transformative year. It is probably the most important year that you have ever experienced in your lifetime and probably ever will experience. I'm telling you, 2024 is a significant year. And so we have got to have the glory of God. How many of you can say amen to that? We have got to have the glory. The glory of the Lord is a very powerful thing. It's so powerful. So powerful that we can't in our fleshly abilities and in our own minds even comprehend it to the fullest. We can't comprehend the fullness of of the glory. That's how magnificent it is. That's how never-ending it is. That's how amazing it is. Come on now. Now, the word glory in the Hebrew is the word kavod, which means the weightiness of his presence. Kavod. K-O-V, K-A-V, excuse me, O-D. And some of, them, some of the versions are that you, translations that you'll find is instead of a D at the end, it's, or excuse me, a V in the middle, it's a B, kavod or kavod, Okay. Which, which is the weightiness of his presence. Have you ever been in, in, a, in an environment, in a space, in a church service, maybe alone in your living room or whatever it may be, and the glory of God felt so strong that it was so weighty that you couldn't even move? It was so weighty that you couldn't even get up. Come on, has anybody ever experienced that before? Whether it was so powerful, the presence of the Lord, the glory of the Lord fell upon you so strong. And listen, I don't know about you, not for the sake of performance, not for the sake for us to feel better or, or to see better things or whatever, but I am ready for more moments like that. I am ready for church services to be full of the glory of God again. Come on, somebody. Where we can't even leave. Where we have plans and agendas and we have places that we need to be. We have things that we need to do. We have a grocery list. We have all of these kind of things. But because the manifested presence is so weighty in this place, we can't even think about getting up. We can't even think about moving. And I'm telling you, I have been in those atmospheres many, many of times. And there, have, there has been a shift in the church over the past, I don't know, 10 to 20 years, where we don't really see that as much as we used to. 
Now, some may say, well, well, God isn't moving like he used to. Well, yeah, you, yes, he is. The problem is that it's not that God doesn't want to put his weighty glory upon us. The problem is that we don't want the weighty glory. We've gotten too comfortable. We've gotten too casual with this. We've gotten to, we've gotten to the point where, where even as we're sitting in a church service, we're planning out our lunch. We're sitting in church service and we're planning out what the rest of the day is going to look like. And all the while, God is saying, do you not want my glory? Do you not need my glory? He says, okay, if you don't want it, then I won't, I won't put it upon you. And we are in a, such a transformative, important time and season in the world that we live in today where we have got to have his glory. We have got to have his glory in the church again. Can I tell you what will happen? If we have the glory of God in our churches again, churches will be packed to the brim. Uh, you talk about four-hour waits to get in. Yeah, you better believe it, baby. Four-hour waits to get into church services because of the glory. Not because of programs, not because of opportunities, not because of all the bells and whistles, not because of this or that, because the power of God is so strong. Can I tell you something? There ain't one person on the earth that cannot deny the power of God when the power of God comes into a room. When the power of God is made, man, made manifest and the presence of the God is there and the anointing of heaven is in an atmosphere, there is nobody that can deny that. We need the presence and the glory of the Lord. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, don't go there, but if you're writing notes, you can reference it down. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, David was crowned as king and he saw the need for to bring back the glory to Israel. If you know anything about that time and know anything about what was going on, for some 20 years, the glory was lost. The glory was not present. They couldn't find the glory. They couldn't see the glory. They, they couldn't host the glory of the Lord anymore. And when David goes back and he gets the Ark of the Covenant, it was literally a birthing moment for the glory. It was literally a birthing moment for the word that we like to talk about, revival. Now, how many of you want to experience revival? Revival in this nation. Come on. Revival in, in, this, in, in this area. Come on. David was the first to recognize the need for the glory again. You know, we have so many needs for everything else in the church. We have so many needs for what we want to do and what we want to see happen in our lives. But it's like we neglect the need for the glory of the Lord. And David saw the need. He recognized the need for the glory. So David said, I'm going to go get the glory back. I'm going to go get the glory back. Come on, somebody say, I'm going to get the glory back. <laughs> Hear me, church. It was the same then as it is now. We need the glory of God. We need the presence of God again. More than ever, the glory is needed. More than ever, the glory is needed. But I have good news for us today. The glory has come. Come on, that's good news. You ought to shout and celebrate and clap your hands right there. I have good news for us today. The glory of God has come. 
Come on, it has come. We aren't like David that have to go on a journey to find and seek the Ark of the Covenant to try to get the glory of God back in this place. Come on. He says, if you ask me for your glory, come on, I will reveal my glory unto you. And today we have asked him already, and we will experience, and we are experiencing the glory of God in this very room this morning. Come on, somebody shout amen. 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 The glory of God has come. And I want to say this. It's time for an awakening, and it's time for a revival in America. It's time. I don't know about y'all. I just got to pause here for a second and say this. I feel something happening inside of me right now. I'm telling you. It's like I'm shaking on the inside. This, this thing, I'm telling you, God, God's about to blow this thing up real quick. I'm telling you. It's happening. Hallelujah. So, Lord, let me get through this. <laughs> Whew. Because I'm telling you, I, I can sense this so strong. And there's like a heat. I don't know. There's a, not, not like the, the heat of the, you know, coming out of the air vents. I'm telling there's like a heat that's in this place. It's, it's the power of God. Hallelujah. Whew, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But he, here's the thing when it, when it comes to the glory. It will, it will only come when the church gets desperate enough for the glory. It's only going to come if the church gets desperate enough for his presence. I'm telling you. Gets desperate enough for his presence. Uh, but here's the thing. Our answers, our answers are not going to come politically. I'm sorry. They're not going to come politically. Our answer is not in a Democrat, and it's not in a Republican. It's not in a Democrat issue or a Republican issue. What we need is a supernatural visitation from God. Come on, somebody. Why? Because God's presence can fix it all. Come on, praise God. His presence can fix it all. It can fix everything. Hallelujah. And here's the problem with the people of Israel that I believe has happened in many ways to us today. When they lost the glory, they didn't even realize it. God's people. Carriers of the glory. They've been carrying the Ark of the Covenant, carrying the glory of the Lord. And when they lost sight of the glory, they didn't even realize it. How dangerous is that for us, church? How dangerous is it for us to get out of the glory, step out of the presence of God, and be so comfortable in our ways and so usual and casual and all these things that we forget about the glory? And finally, God raises up a leader Bold enough, willing enough, hungry enough, desperate enough that says we can keep going the direction that we're going, but we're never going to get anywhere if we don't have the glory of God again. Where is that church today? Come on, somebody. That says we can go in a certain direction. We can be really successful. We can do a lot of awesome things. But if we don't have the glory of God, we are absolutely nothing. The ark became a piece of furniture rather than a resting place for the glory. And they didn't even know it. They were operating outside of God's presence and they didn't even realize it. Lord, help us today if that's us. We repent today if that's us. In the name of Jesus. How many churches can shout How many churches can lift up their hands? How many churches can make all kinds of noise but still operate without the glory? My God. 
You know, a lot of places are noisy, but there is no presence. A lot of places can make noise, but there is no power. A lot of places can make noise, but there is no glory. And we have forgotten the glory. As a church, as a whole, I'm not talking about church of the same, as a whole, we have neglected the glory. So much so that when we do have traces of the glory, we don't even recognize it anymore. Because it's so diminished because we don't want the weightiness of God. I'm not saying this to bash us or to come against us. None of this is negative this morning. But this is an awakening in our spirit, man. Okay? You ought to be awakened and alerted this morning. Hallelujah. Come on. You ought to be alerted today. I don't want to be a place that just makes a bunch of noise. I want to be a place that's known for the presence of God. I want to be a place that's known that when, when somebody walks in, stumbles through these doors, that the power of God meets them where they are and transforms their life. I want to be a place that when somebody is lost and has never heard of Jesus or has, has run away from Jesus or whatever, when they come in here, it's so undeniable the presence of God that they fall on their knees in repentance and they say, God, I need you. God, I want you. Yeah, this should be a place for the sick. Yeah, this is a hospital. Yes, it should be. Because the glory of God can fix it all. The glory of God can fix every issue. Come on. Every need. Hallelujah. Come on. Every, everything that you've been going through, every struggle. Hallelujah. Come on. Every burden. No matter what it is, the glory of God can fix it. Yes, it can. But we got to be partakers of it. And we got to be carriers of it. We cannot say, oh, that was a nice service. Oh, wow, we experienced something awesome. Oh, wow, somebody got healed today. But then just go about our way and be okay without carrying the glory. I believe God is looking for carriers of the glory this morning. Hallelujah. Carriers of the glory this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. You see, I'm afraid that there are many places that meet in his name but don't meet in his presence. They can gather in the name of the Lord, but they can't gather in his presence. Oh, my God. We have the sound. We have the lights. We have the equipment, but there is no glory. Listen to me, church. If his presence ain't there, I don't want to be there anyways. If his presence isn't here, I don't want to be here. If his presence isn't here, we will shut things down so quick and say, everybody be blessed. We love you in the name of the Lord. If his presence ain't here. We cannot afford, church. We cannot afford in this significant here, in this pivotal moment of time in history that we are standing in right now and how important this is. We cannot neglect the glory of God any longer. And I'm as serious as serious gets. Because it's so important. But when we get in the presence of the Lord, how many of you know everything changes? 
in the presence of the Lord, everything changes. Everything, everything shifts. Everything is made new again. You can come in here heavy burdened and get in the presence of God, and all of a sudden those burdens are lifted off of you. Somebody doesn't even have to talk to you. Nobody's got to lay their hand on you, but it's the presence of God that will just lift that off of you. Hallelujah. You can come in here sick to your stomach, and you can walk out of here full of joy, healed, and happy and whole. Hallelujah. Why? Because the presence of God. You can come in here absolutely miserable, and you don't even want to take another breath, and then the power of God shows up and the presence of God meets you and all of a sudden you are filled with peace and love and joy everlasting all in the presence of God it's all found in the presence of the Lord you may not understand it but that's okay the presence of God is not something that we can necessarily comprehend it's an experience that we walk through it's an encounter with the most high God hallelujah so you might not have it all together and that's okay because guess what none of us do but when we come into the presence of God God begins to change us and transforms us God begins to work in our minds and the ways that we think and our perspectives he shifts our hearts and he heals us and he makes us whole and all of a sudden we are filled with something that we once were not filled with and everything begins to change and we start seeing things differently all in the presence of the Lord when we get into the presence anything is possible When we get into the presence, let me tell you, cancer can dry up. When we get into the presence, marriages can be restored. Hallelujah. When we get into the presence, relationships can be mended again. It's in the presence of the Lord. And listen loud and clear, church. If the presence of the Lord isn't there, then we cannot win any spiritual battle. In order to accomplish, in order to be able to fight, In order to be able to win in all areas and in all ways, we have got to have the presence of the Lord. We have got to have the glory of God on our side. Hallelujah. Because the glory of God goes before us. Oh, hallelujah. And the glory of God, come on, is the lifter of our head. And the glory of God makes way and room for the access of the kingdom of heaven. It's the glory. So let me tell you something this morning. God will not bless what he has not authorized. God will not bless what he has not authorized. God will not bless what he has not permitted. We have got to stop asking God to bless things that he has nothing to do with. (laughs) Oh, God, bless this relationship. He said, I ain't in that relationship. That's what you want. That's not what I want for you. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I I need you to give me this position at work. I I have to have that. He says, I'm not in that. I'm in this one over here. God, I need this. God, I want that. God, I desire this. God, you have to do this. God, you have to do that. Am I saying God won't come through in those areas? No, that's not what I'm saying. But we do so much asking of God to bless things that he has nothing to do with. And the issue that we face is we want God's hand on it, but we're not willing to pay the cost. We want God's hand upon the church, but we're not willing to pay the cost for the weightiness of the glory. We want the blessings of God while we try to skip the glory of God. And we're in trouble. 
We say, God, yeah, let me, let me, let me say the declaration today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote this out. I'm going to do it because all of these things I want, I want to see happen. And then when he comes with his presence, we say, oh, it's okay. I wanted the declaration. I wanted the fellowship. I wanted the fun. I wanted the, the, the praise music to get me clapping and get me on my feet and get me moving. But when it came down to it, I didn't want the weightiness of the glory. Can I tell you today in Love Church, it don't work like that. It won't work like that. And if it's that way, guess what? It won't last. It won't last. You know, the stakes are much larger now than ever before. And what we're contending for in this hour will either make or break the people of God. What we're contending for in this hour is either going to make us or it's going to break us. It's either going to set us apart as something that God would say, that's the bride that I'm returning for. Or it'll be quite the opposite. We can have it all together, church, and still not have it all together. We need the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, let me shift gears here. For those that are taking notes, two things that happen when the glory comes. Two things that happen when the glory comes. You put it on the screen for us. The first one is this. When the glory comes, it deals with everything. When the glory of God comes, it deals with everything. You know, you could even add to that it deals with everybody. <laughs> Woo, hello, right? It deals with everything. And as a matter of fact, thank you, Lord. Yes, we received that. It deals with everybody. Yeah, it does. The glory of God. Woo. When the glory of God comes in, it deals with everything. Now, the truth is, the glory of the Lord is victory to the believer. Come on. The glory of God is victory to the believer. But the glory of the Lord is also defeat to the enemy. Woo! Come on, somebody shout amen on that. The glory of the Lord is victory to the believer, but the glory of the Lord is defeat to the devil. My, 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 church. If that ain't enough to want the glory, I don't know what is. The glory, come on, in the glory of the Lord, I have total victory. Total victory. Not part victory, I've got total victory. Why? Because it's in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. When the glory shows up, it ignites victory power in us, but it also destroys the plans and the tactics and schemes of the enemy. Come on, somebody say amen. You see, for far too long, believers have been getting their butts whooped by anything and everything uh, from personal breakthroughs to whatever it may be. Because, and all of those things are so far-fetched now. Why is that? Because we want everything else but His presence. We want God to come through for us. We want God to answer the prayer for us. And we can't see the breakthrough. We can't experience this. We can't experience that because we don't want His presence. We will pray to God when all hell is breaking loose. But we won't pray any other time. We'll get in the presence of God when something is shaking and shifting in, in our family or in our, our household or whatever. But, but we, can't, we can't get in the presence of the God any other time. How about this? 
We depend on coming to the church to just get our presence fixed. Where we will live life however we want, Monday through Saturday, do whatever we want, say whatever we want, walk the way that we walk, and then expect the presence of God to completely fix us and change things just to get us through the next week. That's not how it works. You have got to be a carrier. If you want the glory of God bad enough, you got to carry the glory Monday. You got to carry the glory Tuesday. You got to carry it Wednesday. Come on, somebody. You got to carry it Thursday. You got to carry it Friday. You got to carry it Saturday. You got to be carrying it on your way to church on Sunday morning. So when we come into this place, there's a corporate glory that begins to happen. Why? Because you've been in the presence all week long. All week long. This is so important. And I'm not saying you have to get all alone and shut everything down and get on your knees, you know, in your bedroom. And, you know, what I'm not saying that. Now, if you have opportunities for that, praise the Lord. Go for it. But even just moments and times when you're cooking and cleaning and all that, and you just turn on the worship music and just allow the presence of the Lord to come. You know, you can, you can be in the presence in just about any kind of atmosphere or environment. You just have to make room for it. You just have to allow it. So it doesn't matter, you know, when you're in the car and you're driving, you know, you're going from basketball game to this and that, you know. Well, you just turn on the worship music. You know, maybe everybody's talking, but, but still you're filling the atmosphere with the presence of the Lord. You see, these things are so important. They're so important. Listen, we want, we want more money, we want better this, and we want better that, and we want God to answer our bucket list of prayers, but we're not willing to spend 15 minutes in His presence. You know how important uh, we are putting an emphasis right now on, on, on corporate prayer time before church service starts, 10 to 10, 15. Why? Because it's in that atmosphere where we're ushering the presence of God. Man, it was so powerful this morning. We all gathered up here in a big circle. And we were just going after it and praying and believing for the glory of God to come into this place. Now, had we prayed, I'm telling you, things would have not even been this way. Could God still move? Yes. But there's different levels to the anointing and to the presence. And when you actually invite the presence of God into an atmosphere, come on, then you are opening up yourself as a body of believers to so much more. To so much more. And here's how I picture this thing. Remember how I talked about a few weeks ago about how there was like a bubble over us, you know, and that like, you know, our prayer and our this was, was like the, the pin that's going to pop it, you know, and the, the blessings come over us and all that. You know, I was, I was kind of reminded of that as I was preparing for this message. And, and this is just how I saw it, okay? And this is just how I pictured it. But there is literally, have you ever been to a water park and you go to the kids' area and there's that big bucket that gets filled with water, and every so often it pours out, and all of the kids stand underneath there, and they just get smacked with the water, you know. And it hurts, but they love it, you know, and it's just because it's fun, and it's a giant bucket of water, you know. <laughs> Who wouldn't love a giant bucket of water? 
Well, that's the way I see the glory of God in this place. I see this giant, huge, I mean, wider than this building, hovering over us. It's a giant bucket, and it's red. I don't know why it's red, but it's red. And it's this giant bucket that's hovering over us, and it's above us. And God is holding the handles to the bucket. And, 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 and when we're willing, and when we're ready, and when we're prepared, and when we're hungry enough, and when we're desperate enough, and when we're willing to accept the weightiness, he says, here is the weightiness of my glory. Now, he's willing to do it, but are we willing to receive it, right? But at the end of it all, when the glory shows up and when the glory comes down, agendas get kicked to the curb, darkness flees, the Spirit of the Lord can move in mighty ways. This is why we need the glory. So I'll say this about 2024 because... This message is about the significant year of glory, okay? So I'll say this about 2024. This is our year of significant glory. But, but you must know that this glory will absolutely change everything. This is our year of significant glory. It's not, oh, a little taste here and a little taste there of glory. When this glory comes to the fullest, I'm telling you, it will change everything. It will change everything about you. Come on. It will change everything about this church because when the glory comes, everything changes. Come on. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So two things that happen when the glory comes in. The first one, when the glory comes in, it deals with everything. The second one is this. When the glory comes, there's a shaking. Aha. Woo-wee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a shaking. No, that does not mean you're going to stand there and shake. Okay? That's not what that means. But God is the kind of God who likes to shake things up a little bit. God is the kind of God that likes to stir things up. Right? He'll get your attention real quick, and he'll stir some things up. Right? Maybe he'll stir some things up within you. Right? But when the glory of God comes in, there's a shaking that begins to take place. Now, let me, let me tell you something. It was never God's plan, his plan, nor was it ever God's intention to have his glory rest upon an object. When, it, when we go back to the Old Testament and we look at in the, in the area of 2 Samuel chapter 6, which I was referring to earlier, when we talk about the Ark of the Covenant, which was the resting place of God's glory, it was never his plan for his glory to rest on something that was man-made. His plan was for his glory to rest upon something that was God-made, not man-made. Hear me. It was God's plan... For his glory to rest upon the shoulders of men. Not an object. Not a this or a that. That's why idols don't work, never have worked, never will work. Come on. Come on. Because the glory was intended, come on, to be upon man. You see, we can make a building, but only God can make a man. Mm. We can build a church, but only God can build a man. Come on now. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And the glory was designed to be carried in us. See, sometimes God will ask you to do things that won't make sense in the natural, but it makes sense to God. Have you ever been there before? Where God tells you to do something or he whispers something to you or, he's, or he leads you to do something or whatever it may be. And you say, this makes no sense. This doesn't line up in my head and my, whatever it may be. But it makes perfect sense to God, right? Because when God brings the breakthrough, God gets the glory. When God brings the healing, God gets the glory. Come on. When, when God brings the freedom, God gets the glory. Hallelujah. Come on. When God saved you, he's the one that gets the glory. Well, I'm the one that made the decision. No, he's the one that chose to save you. He gave you salvation willingly and freely despite your sin, despite your mistakes, despite whatever it is that you may have done or said, God still chose to give you salvation. And God gets all the glory. Now, there's couple things that irk me. And the first one is this. The person that gives glory to God but has nothing to do with God. For example, you know, we won the Super Bowl. And everything that everybody says, the first thing that comes in their mouth is all glory to God, man, all glory to God. We give this one to him. But they have zero relationship with God. That just drives me nuts. Don't give him glory if you don't, if you don't have nothing to do with him, right? And, and, oh, God, thank you for blessing me. with. No, no, no. You don't even have a relationship with him. Why are you even talking about him? Like, if you want to get serious with God, if you want to get with Him and you want to, you know, all that, then you can, you know, give Him the glory. The other thing is that just kind of rubs me the wrong way, so to speak, is, is not when somebody is like that, but when somebody is constantly giving glory to what they have accomplished rather than giving glory to God. Have you ever been around those kind of people? All of their success, all of the things that they have done. Has anybody ever been around those kind of people or is it just me? God just put those kind of people in my path. <laughs> Where you just want to just smack them real quick, you know. Where everything is about all of the things that they've done right. The right moves, the right this, the right that, that's gotten them to where they are today. You know, I did this, I did that. All neglecting glory to God. You know, it's because of the glory of God that you have success in every area of your life. It's because of the glory of God that you woke up this morning and you're sitting here today. It's because of the glory of God. And, and there are so many that want to give praise to their own name without giving praise to the name. And they want to praise their accomplishments and praise their this and praise their that. And God is saying, wait a second, didn't I place you in that atmosphere? Didn't I open that door up for you? And see, and then we give, we give all glory unto man and not glory to God. And before you know it, God's hand begins to do this off of us. Slowly but surely. So there's nothing that 
irks me more than those two type of things, those, those two type of people. Listen, we have, we have got to give glory to God, but you better give glory to God if you mean it. <laughs> Hello, right? But, but you better not give any credit to yourself for your accomplishments and your this and your that. You better be giving all glory unto God, okay? And that doesn't mean you become a, a, a you know, thank you, Jesus freak. Where everything out of your mouth is, you know, thank you for what you I mean, walking around where nobody else can understand anything, but you know, you gotta you gotta have a balance there. But you've got you've got to be able to understand and give glory to God where glory is due. Come on. You've got to give him glory where glory is due. Come on. If he has healed you, glory to God. God, I praise you that you have been my healer. God, I thank you that you healed me of that situation. I give all glory to you, God, because I could be dead right now. Right? It's his glory. It's his glory. His glory that has brought you from the mess that you were in into the position that you are in today. Maybe everything is not perfect in your life, and that's okay. But he's brought you this far, and it's all by the glory and the grace of God. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say amen. Because you could be lost right now. You could be out on the streets right now. You could be begging for money. You could be hungry. Come on, you could be under the ground, I'm telling you. You could be sick in a hospital bed. But because of the glory of God on your life, come on, and the glory that is made due to his name, hallelujah, he has brought you to where you are today. You are a living, breathing miracle of the grace and glory of God. Come on, somebody shout amen. Hallelujah. This is why we must not bow to the method of man, but we must bow to the method of God. We're in a dangerous place as people of God when we begin to worship our worship and praise our praise. We're in a dangerous place when we come to hear the preacher, but we can't hear God. How many people, believers, will flock to a church service or to an event or whatever, to hear man, all to miss God. There's nothing wrong with concerts or worship events or conferences or seminars or anything like that. There's nothing wrong with all of that. But if you're going to hear a man, you will never hear God. And if you come to this church to hear me, you're doing it all wrong. Because I don't need the mic. It's not how great the worship team is. It's not how fancy the building is. It's not how magnificent the children's ministry is. It's a matter of gathering together in the presence of the Lord. It's a matter of gathering in the presence of the Lord to worship the King of Kings. It's a matter of gathering in the presence of the Lord when we don't focus on everything else and everybody else. He just shows up in His marvelous ways and we give all glory back unto Him. This is why. Listen real carefully if you haven't heard anything else. This is why when Uzzah reached out to grab the ark, 
When it was about to fall. Y'all remember that? He reached out to grab it with the right intention. But when he reached out to touch it, the glory of God and the power of the glory was so strong that it killed him instantly. Which, by the way, when you do a study of his name, his name is literally translated to strength of man. It wasn't that God wanted to show people that if you mess with the glory, I'm going to kill you. What it actually was a symbolic symbol of was when you try to carry the glory with your own strength, you can't last. Hmm. So God allowed him to die as a symbolic reference for us to know that we can't play with the glory. And we can't give glory to man. That only glory belongs to God. And let me tell you something. Revival will never happen by the strength of man. Revival will never happen by the agenda of man. This nation will never turn around by the strength of man. Hebrews 12 says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. That's what it says. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. We need a shaking. (laughs) We need a shaking. We need a shaking again, and we need a shaking that moves us into the glory of God. Where we say, we have been shaked into everything else, and everything else don't work. But God, shake us into your glory. Yeah. Shake us so much that, that we just get carried away in your glory. 